0: Everybody.
1: Hey,
0: <laughs> we are back, and it's only Thursday.
1: This is a first.
0: This is a first. Is We're a first. doing a bonus episode um, because you know, shit's just crazy.
1: You can't write this.
0: You can't write this.
1: You can write about it. Yeah. But you can't write it.
0: You can make a podcast about it. All right. So I'm Carol Ann.
1: Uh, yep. I'm Matt.
0: And we are skipping most of the formalities today. You know the drill. We're on social dirty. media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
1: Everyone is.
0: Leave us a review if you like it. Or don't. Don't give us your opinion if you don't like it. If you don't like it, I don't know why it took you 25 episodes to figure that out. Um, and we're not drinking anything because it's almost 10 o'clock. But there's and a also- landslide
1: of five-star reviews. So let's just get on with it.
0: All right. All right. So, last episode we published was Monday. If you haven't listened to that episode, um, I would recommend going back and listening to it. It kind of just goes through what led up to uh, January 6th. And this episode is really just going to be a continuation of all the crazy news updates that have come out since Monday. Um, So, this will be as up to date as it possibly can. I literally just updated our list to cover with a new topic like 15 minutes ago because it just came out. So that being said, all of these topics are from Monday the 11th to like Thursday the 14th night. That's today. That is today.
1: Wow. This is almost like the news.
0: The <laughs> God. the other caveat that I will uh, kind of give with this is... Um, Things are coming out quickly, and there are things that are still being investigated, things that have not been fully proven yet, um, or things that are just unproven at this point. And some of those are being included in today's episode, so take them with a grain of salt. These are just topics that we're going to keep our eye on that really interest us, uh, and we'll call it the, uh, the news behind the news if you will. I think Ooh. the Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you don't oh. like
1: that? I don't know about that. Ooh,
0: should I have run that by you first?
1: You should have. It's too late now. Yeah, it's already well, out there.
0: Sorry, right. I'm not editing this up. We've already
1: got the energy out there.
0: Yeah. So uh obviously biggest news of this week President Trump was impeached for a second time. We're not here to talk about that because that was all over the news for maybe like twelve hours.
1: I've been avoiding the news.
0: <laughs> All right, so the first topic that we are going to talk about is uh, one of the first disturbing uh, follow-up topics to come from January 6th. And this is um, Representative Mikey Cheryl says, Congress members gave reconnaissance tours the day before the Capitol raid. So um, if anyone does not know Mikey Sherrill, she's a former U.S. Navy pilot. Um, she's an attorney, former federal prosecutor knows her shit. She's very well respected. And in the last five of her nine years in the Navy, she was a lieutenant. So for her to phrase this as reconnaissance, it shouldn't be taken lightly. It's a very particular way that she said this for a reason. Um, And she claims that she witnessed some members of Congress leading people through the Capitol on January 5th, um, which is Incredibly disturbing because, obviously, with COVID and a global pandemic since March of last year, uh, public tours haven't really been happening in the Capitol uh, at all. And it was so suspicious to Congress people that this, like, public tour was happening that it was reported that day to the Sergeant of Arms at the Capitol.
1: Okay. When I first heard this from you, because you are currently my news source. (laughs) Um, I wish I was joking. Yeah. You are my news source um it's more of like a hey do you want to hear more stuff and it's either yes or no it's usually like yes um this one didn't really strike me until i realized oh yeah they probably aren't having actual tours mm-hmm. so if it's not like bring your kid to the capitol building day yeah no <laughs> no bring your bare skin ox uh, horn, hat, tattooed yeah. man to school Bring uh, your work day.
0: Bring your white supremacist to the Capitol bring Day. Bring your
1: shaman to the Capitol Day.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the follow-up from this that has just happened within the last couple of days is that uh, Mikey Cheryl is now demanding an investigation into the colleagues that she said led the tours. And for a very obvious reason, she's not publicly listing which colleagues. Um, but I think Maybe after today's episode, and maybe you've already heard all of this news, you might have an idea of which ones you think it is or they are. Um, But just a quote from NorthJersey.com. Her request was directed by letter to the Acting House Sergeant at Arms, Acting Senate Sergeant at Arms, and United States Capitol Police, citing suspicious behavior and access given to visitors to the Capitol complex on Tuesday, January 5th, 2021 the day before the attacks on the Capitol
1: see I actually have no guesses on who could have done this I do this is like a Scooby-Doo episode
0: yeah I don't know if it's as fun as that but you know at the end of like every Scooby-Doo episode it's like oh it's your neighbor Cheryl
1: why does it gotta be Cheryl I don't know Jinkies <laughs> Jinkies
0: all right um so that covers it for Mikey Sherrill and the recon tours the day before uh, the attack, which I find to be incredibly disturbing. So the next topic that came up, this one is from Huffing- Huffington Post, uh, House Democrats were briefed on three plots to overthrow the government. Um, so there's this call, like a private call, Monday night and new leaders of the Capitol Police tell House Democrats that they were closely monitoring three separate plans that would pose potentially serious threats um, to members of Congress as everybody gets ready, obviously, for the inauguration next week. I won't go into a ton of details. Um, The article, which will be in the show notes, and all of these other stories will be in the show notes as well, Um, but they purposely say that, uh, obviously, with, like, Parlor being shut down and a bunch of um, QAnon and right wing people taken off of Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it's cutting down their means of um, recruitment almost or like publicity.
1: Don't you think it would like magnify it into one place though? It's like an echo chamber then.
0: Well, that's Parlor.
1: It's gone though.
0: I'm sure that they had a backup to Parlor before Parlor was taken off
1: other parlor parlor number
0: 2 <laughs> totally not parlor.com um so anyway so uh the the article kind of goes into detail about why it won't give very specific details around the potential events because they don't want them to potentially be used um as like recruiting sources and um there's a member of congress who actually says Uh, Some of their main communications to organize these events have been cut off, so they're purposely trying to get the media to report on this as a way to further disseminate information and to attract additional support for their attacks. So three very generic overviews of what these events are. Um, The first is a demonstration billed as the largest armed protest ever to take place on American soil.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Another is in protest and. uh, a protest in honor of Ashley Babbitt, who is the woman who was um, shot and killed on the Capitol, uh, within the Capitol building during um, the siege of the Capitol. And the last one, which uh, three members of Congress said was by far the most concerning plot, um, would involve insurrectionists forming a perimeter around the Capitol, the White House, and the Supreme Court. Uh, And then blocking Democrats from entering the Capitol, perhaps even killing them so that Republicans could take control of the government.
1: I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think so either. I don't know the rules, but I don't think that's one of the rules. I don't think
0: that's the rules.
1: Ah, that's really messed up.
0: Yeah. Uh, And just a continuation on that. So um, Democrats were told that the capitol police and the national guard were preparing for potentially tens of thousands of armed protesters coming to washington um and you know the the additional details around uh you know surrounding the capitol and the white house and the supreme court Uh, they wanted to surround the white house so that no one could harm trump they wanted to surround the supreme court so that uh, they could shut the courts down and um, they wanted to assassinate Democrats as well as Republicans who didn't support Trump's effort to overturn the election uh, and allow other Republicans to enter the building and control the government. I just like don't think that that's how it works.
1: That's extremely that that requires an extremely well coordinated uh, thing to happen, and considering that it seemed like once people got um, towards the Capitol or in the capital it was kind of like no one well wasn't that no one knew because it seems like people knew exactly most what they were of doing. them did not but it seems like a lot of people were just like
0: oh shit i didn't think this far ahead
1: <laughs> and i'm just gonna run i'm just gonna run straight forward into this God. window I, I don't think yeah i don't even think a lot of these people i it's an american thing we don't know our politicians very well yeah no i couldn't pick out half of them in a crowd
0: no Maybe a couple of the more well-covered ones, but
1: that's exactly right. I couldn't pick them out. So you think you're like, oh, that's definitely a Democrat. That's a Republican. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't well. know. Um, speaking of coordination, uh oh. And here's where we get into some of the more debated topics. I would say. Um, a Colorado Republican tweeted about Pelosi's location during the Capitol siege, and she's now facing calls to resign. So, this is Lauren Boebert. Uh, Lauren Boebert has uh, become quite a figure uh, in the news. She's new to um, politics and Congress, but uh, she's most famous, I think, for being like a QAnon supporter. And so, um, she's facing some pretty serious uh, Pushback because uh, she had tweeted during the siege uh, about Nancy Pelosi's location. And this is kind of take it as you will. So, you know, during the siege, she first tweeted that representatives were locked in the House chambers. And then a minute later, she tweets the speaker has been removed from the chambers. Which I, you know,
1: take it two ways. Either it's keeping the public saying, hey, like, we're okay, or if we're going to go d- down the more conspiratorial route, that's a. she's not here. That's like a heads up. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I think first, I can't imagine being in this uh, position in the first place, and I, I hope I'm never in that kind of a scary situation. But I don't think the first thing that would come to my mind is, oh, I better get on fucking Twitter. Nope.
1: You'd be surprised how many people will get on Twitter. Yeah. I'd probably get on Snapchat. Yeah. Get those, like, funny face filters. The,
0: the little dog face filter with the tongue. <laughs>
1: yeah, the dog tongue thing.
0: <laughs> so Boebert comes back and says, well, it wasn't really a secret where Nancy Pelosi was.
1: And I an- didn't know where she was.
0: Well, <laughs> another lawmaker comes back and says that lawmakers were actually specifically instructed uh, by those that were protecting them to not tell anyone, including family, uh, where they were for reasons that are pretty obvious. And if you listen to a lot of the phone calls, so... um, you know, I, I joke, like, I don't know if I'd get on Twitter if, if that would be the first thing I would do during a violent siege. But um, there were a lot of Congress people who were calling major news outlets and giving updates on exactly what was happening. And it was very real time. Um, I think Mike Quickly from Illinois at one point was on the phone, and you could hear in his conversations, he would randomly stop and then say, like, oh shit, on live television. And then there'd be a lot of chatter in the background, and you'd kind of have to like stand by and of course the you know news reporters are like mike can you tell us what's going on and you know mike's a little busy right now (laughs) um but all of the congress people that were calling in were pretty clearly saying like i'm in a location i can't even disclose even now, a lot of them won't talk about where they were being held. And I think that's for a very purposeful reason, that in the event that something like this were to happen again, you don't want to give public detail about...
1: Like the building. Yes, exactly. Where they're going. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: You know, like, I...
1: I... <sighs> we were so close to a one take. You know what? No, this is fine. That was our cat. That was our cat running into our new stationary bike
0: that's not a peloton because one i can't afford that and two your girl's not waiting three months for it it's a
1: sunny bike sorry for the noise (sighs) this is a one take episode we're
0: doing it live (laughs) all right so uh bobert is gonna come back up uh and other topics a little bit later in this episode but um she's gonna be one to kind of follow and she's one i think people are kind of thinking about as potentially giving intel uh to some of these extremist groups. And like that recontour, you know, Bogard is like one of the names that kind of came to mind for people.
1: I think it's good that they're not naming names to, like for the public for obvious reasons. Because I mean yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't want this kind of information in the hands of the public. This needs to be handled the right way, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree.
1: Unlike the other day. Yeah. That was not handled in the right way.
0: Which one? The, the
1: sixth? Oh, yeah. No. no. No, it wasn't handled the right way. Yeah,
0: that was a little bit of a disaster. Um, all right. So next news headline. And this one um, is really disturbing, actually, because if it's if it's found to be true, it's really fucked up and it shows that there was some sort of inside coordination. And I hope to God that there's not some like Congress people who are trying to help these like far right extremist groups overtake the government because you would just have complete and utter chaos, I think, within the government. I I hope that for this, like, you know, the safety of our country that this isn't true. But, uh, this headline is panic buttons have allegedly been removed from Ayanna Presley's Capitol suite. Uh, so as people rush out of other buildings on the Capitol grounds, staffers in Presley's office barricaded the entrance with furniture and water jugs. And I, I think you kind of saw that in a lot of the areas that, uh, people were holding up in. Um, and, uh, you know, her staffer had pulled out gas masks and looked for the special panic buttons within the office. All of the offices have these panic buttons. And she says, every panic button in my office had been torn out, the whole unit, um, she said, though she couldn't come up with any rationale as to why. And she'd used them before and hadn't switched offices since then. And as they were escorted to several different secure locations, Um, Presley and her chief of staff and her husband uh, try to remain calm and vigilant, not only of rioters, but of officers they did not know or trust. So, Presley's in the situation where all of her, allegedly, all of her panic buttons had been removed and she doesn't know if she can even trust the police officers who are escorting her around the building. And so there, I think, is an investigation that's being opened into this. But part of the reason that this is so disturbing is Presley is one of the Congress people that has, like, pretty regular death threats against her. Um, And so I think she and her staff pretty regularly train for something to actually happen uh, because she does get these regular threats. And so that's what she means by they have checked these panic buttons before, they've been working before, and they and they test them in the event that something were to actually happen. So I say that this one is um, unproven because I think they're still waiting for some sort of evidence or proof to come out. Um, more to come on that. But... This
1: one, yeah, this one, when you told me this, like made my hair stand on end it was like so upsetting i really hope this is not accurate and this is just some like rumor but if oh man that that would be a hell of a coincidence if that was just some kind of like like a maintenance thing yeah exactly but if this is like oh man but you put it in that kind of climate and and it's you're naturally going to go to what is the worst case scenario for these to be missing yeah oh man that was that this one this one got me real upset
0: yeah so again i hope that it's not uh that that's not the case and that it's just some really unfortunate uh coincidence but uh more to come on that one so um The next large headline is neo-Nazis ask military to join their cause and call for assassinations. And this one is coming from Vice. And so, uh, in our last episode, we talked about how there were these um, protests, armed protests being planned at all the state capitals, and um, the FBI is warning about this, and the National Guard is obviously deployed to Washington, D.C. in preparation for the inauguration, and Um, these insurrectionists are calling for targeted killings and advocating for members of the military um, to turn to their side. And these people are hoping that active duty service members who are, you know, deployed to protect the inauguration and these state capitals in the coming days switch sides, which is an incredibly disturbing thought. When you already kind of think about Okay, there's police officers who were there at the Capitol Day of, who are under investigation for their actions, like the guy who was seen taking selfies, um, the guy who was seen like waving people in, um, and not just like, oh, I'm moving the barricade to kind of protect everybody, but like giving directions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this this is also a really disturbing one, and and they're trying to get the National Guard to kind of come to their side. Um, I wanted to do an episode on this for a really long time, um, but haven't necessarily done it yet. But, uh, we have seen a few shows on Netflix that kind of talk about how white supremacy and neo-Nazis, um, have like made their way through the military throughout the last few decades and thrived. Um,
1: yeah, it goes way back. Way back. It goes way back. It's
0: really disturbing um that'll be an episode for another day but again hope that people put country over everything else and and not i don't know not join a bunch of white supremacists
1: but you see i think that people think that by doing this they are putting country over everything else
0: ah, i don't know i don't i you're you're probably not wrong but
1: that means so much to me coming from you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut
0: up. All right. So the last news headline, um, not even the last in general, just the last before today. Oh. Yeah. So the Stop the Steel organizer says several GOP congressmen helped plan the rally. Uh, so one of the lead organizers of last week's Stop the Steel rally Um that obviously morphed into an attack on democracy, uh, claims that GOP Congressman Paul Gosar and Andy Biggs of Arizona and Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama all participated in planning uh, January 6th. So pro-Trump activist Ali Alexander implicated the three members of the House um, during a live stream on Periscope where he told followers that the four of them had been planning something big uh, quote, I'm the guy who came up with the idea of January 6th when I was talking with Congressman Gosar, Congressman Andy Biggs, and Congressman Mo Brooks. So we're the four guys who came up with the January 6th event, hashtag do not certify. And it was to build momentum and pressure. And then on the day, change hearts and minds of Congress peoples who weren't yet decided or saw everyone outside and said, I can't be on the other side of that mob. Um, and that live stream was in December, December 29th.
1: What the heck is uh, Periscope?
0: Uh, it's like a live stream sort of, I'd almost say like a Facebook live, but it's Periscope.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah. This is like, like my age showing. <laughs> Our age showing. I don't know. I don't know um, what Periscope is.
0: When you see, when there's like something really big happening, like I think a lot of the um, protests over the summer for Black Lives Matter had a lot of people live streaming on Periscope.
1: Okay, cool. So, no questions. No questions. I'll I'll go on Google, and I'll figure it out later.
0: All right. So, I was really hoping to keep today's episode shorter, and... This is pretty short. This is,
1: like, behind the curtains, we did pause to breathe.
0: Just to breathe. I'm a pregnant lady, and I... What? Sometimes I get a little out of breath.
1: <laughs> this is take two.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. So... Starting with today's news, and there's quite a few topics. Um, The first one, National Guard at Capitol authorized to use lethal force in the aftermath of the mob. Uh, So, I think pretty unsurprisingly, uh, they've been given uh, permission to use lethal force. Um, There's about 20,000 National Guard troops who are preparing for these pro-Trump demonstrations um, the upcoming weekend. So, oh shit, yeah, it's in a couple days. so I know the inauguration is on the twentieth, but there's a lot of um, expectation that things will probably start on the sixteenth, and so um, national guard has been given uh, that permission to use lethal force, which is obviously quite an escalation from last week. Was it last week? It was last week.
1: Yeah, last Wednesday. This is this is longest, terrifying.
0: Longest month. What is this which that one?
1: <laughs> that this is like a thing now, like yeah that's that's horrifying yeah that they even had to consider authorizing lethal force to be used upon american citizens yeah that's horrifying
0: yeah i um, this one might be don't quote me on this this is i believe i'm regurgitating something that i heard this morning on the news but there's currently more national guard troops uh in washington dc right now than there are in iraq and afghanistan combined just national guard i don't know if that's true
1: i it's beyond me
0: all right well if that's not true i don't know someone someone google it before you go telling your friends all right uh the next large item that i think is kind of interesting uh, this one was a Yahoo News exclusive and this is not the first time that they've had some sort of exclusive kind of along these lines. Um, large Bitcoin payments to right-wing activists a month before Capitol riot linked to foreign account. Uh, shocking. Oh no. Oh no. Shocking. So on December 8th, someone made a simultaneous transfer of 28.15 Bitcoins, which kind of equates to around $500,000 at that time, uh, to 22 different virtual wallets. And most of them were belonging to prominent right-wing organizations and personalities.
1: Wait, so is that 28.15 Bitcoin Two twenty-two wallets at the same time so they're all getting five
0: hundred thousand dollars
1: no 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 (laughs) they're um, all getting a piece of it
0: i i believe it's
1: be way more impressive it would be way more impressive if each of these wallets got five hundred thousand dollars it's a lot of bitcoin
0: all right so i just double checked i i'm pretty confident in saying I believe it's just the 28.15. It's not 28.15 to Times each account. Times
1: 22. I hope not. Oh, that would be some like James Bond villain level Yeah. stuff.
0: That would be. That that would that's be, a shitload of money. That's, that's a lot, a lot, of, lot Bitcoin. of Bitcoin. I have
1: never seen a Bitcoin. <sighs> so, I mean, this is, this is all just marbles to me. But that's impressive. That's a lot of numbers.
0: So uh, there are things called cryptocurrency researchers, which I would love to find out how you become one of those, uh, believe they identified who made the transfer and suspect it was intended to bolster um, these kinds of far-right causes. And law enforcement is investigating whether the donations were actually linked to the uh, January 6th attack. But uh, right-wing figures and websites, including uh, VDARE, The Daily Stormer, Nick Fuentes, uh, received generous donations from a Bitcoin account linked to a French cryptocurrency exchange. And um, that research was done by a software company called Chainalysis. Um, and one thing that's interesting is, I think, I think it was Richard Spencer who said that Bitcoin was essentially the currency of the far right. I don't know if I I believe that, because how do you pay for Bitcoin uh, when you're filling up your (laughs) F-150 and you're going down to the Capitol? (laughs) I don't think Speedway takes Bitcoin.
1: I don't know anything about Bitcoin.
0: Uh, All right. Next one, which is kind of interesting, and I uh, didn't really expect this, but also I think this is maybe a limited case or, you know, it might be an outlier or uh, it's the beginning of something new that we have yet to really find out about uh the walkie-talkie app zello hosted far right groups who stormed the capital so if you remember when i did like all of my hurricane volunteering stuff a lot of the people would talk on zello it's literally a walkie-talkie app
1: i thought zello was a like a like a money transfer that's zell okay yeah. and i also thought zello was a an app where you find houses for sale.
0: That's low. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, so uh, audio and chat logs reveal that at least two insurrectionists, so again, two. Don't know if that's just an outlier. Don't know if that's just the beginning. Um, But two insurrectionists who broke into the capital use Zello, which again is just like like a social media kind of walkie talkie app. And it's interesting because uh, it's kind of being speculated if this is being used more widely by these far-right groups. Because you would think, I don't know if they have the same sort of protection or if they have the same sort of monitoring or, like, moderating that, like, a normal social media website would. Or if they could kind of just fly under the radar with these groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of self-moderation that happens within them. But... Uh, quote, we are in the main dome now. Uh, we are rocking it. They're throwing grenades. They're frickin' shooting people with paintballs, but we're in here, said a female militia member. Uh, God bless and Godspeed. Keep going, said a male voice. And, uh, just do your shit, said another. This is what we fucking lived up for. Everything we fucking trained for. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's... It seems like like that kind of dialogue literally feels like LARPers who are the kind say, of people <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's like playing
1: Call of Duty or something with your with your buddies.
0: Like they get inside the doors of the Capitol and these feel like the kind of people who are like, Oh shit, I didn't think we'd get this far. Um so there's this all happened within a public Zello channel called Stop the Steal, J Six. Uh, Really, again, super under the radar, could never be detected. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's a continuing trend or not. Um, All right. Uh, One of the last topics, Pentagon watchdog to launch probe of white supremacists in the military. So kind of hinted at this already a little bit. Um, This is like a very well-discussed research topic that... If you find it interesting to you, um, you know, you could go give it a listen somewhere else <laughs> until we get our episode up. But um, the Pentagon's internal watchdog announced today, Thursday the 14th, that it will investigate whether the Department of Defense has adequate procedures in place to prevent white supremacists and other extremists from joining and remaining in the military. And... The official pointed to a resurgence in white supremacy and white nationalist activity over the past four or five years. Shocking. I don't think that's really a coincidence at all. Um, And that uh, there's FBI data that has uh, found that between 2001 and today, right wing extremists are responsible for more deaths in the U.S. than any other type of extremist group. uh,
1: I'm... This is why I'm not following the news right now and you're my news. This is all <laughs> this is in. all brand new to me. everything you just said from today's update, which is the Thursday news mm-hmm. that's all very new to me.
0: Yeah, yeah well are you ready for this one?
1: Oh no, there's more.
0: At least 28 off-duty law enforcement officers joined Trump in Washington, D.C. last week um, to call for the election to be overturned. And these are 28 off-duty law enforcements from all around the country, not just, um, you know, D.C. or in the surrounding area on the East Coast. Um, And so uh, at least 19 agencies in 13 states have announced investigations into whether their officers violated internal policies Or criminal laws in D.C. Oh, goodness. And here's the best part. The part that I love. Many of these incidents only came to light after the officers themselves brazenly posted about it on their own social media. (laughs) It's all fun and games to commit a felony. Until you put it on Facebook and then people call the FBI. (laughs) All right. Um... Uh, last two news updates are kind of disturbing. I think this one really won't come as a shock, uh, but goes back to the conversation we were just having about the panic buttons and Mm -hmm. hoping that it's
1: not internal. I hope that's not true. I hope
0: that's not true. Some Democrats in Congress are worried their colleagues might kill them. And this is from NBC News. So, um... Since January 6th, lawmakers have suggested, um, without evidence backing them up, I'll say so far, um, that r- far-right colleagues may have helped plan or guide the attack. And there are particular concerns about some newly elected members who have espoused uh, and extremist views, including comments supportive of uh, QAnon, which, again, if we go back to, like, Lauren Boebert, um, she's one of the main ones that really comes to mind. And uh there is a uh house freshman who's pushing to carry firearms on Capitol grounds. Uh another recounts being armed during the attack for they're putting their colleagues on edge. Um you know I have to also say like I can't imagine being in this situation and realizing like how much, you know, if you're like AOC, for example, and how much you know some people hate you because you get these death threats from the American public, but how much some of your own colleagues might genuinely dislike you to the point of feeding you to the wolves. Um, but not to mention, so AOC herself said that she feared for her life um, because she doubted the motives un- of unnamed colleagues who were sheltering with her. All right. And the last topic for today, which is the one that I added maybe 15 minutes before we started. Dozens on FBI's terrorist watch list were in D.C. the day of the Capitol riot, which I don't think should shock anybody. Um, So this comes from The Hill and um, (laughs) comes from The Hill, which actually comes from The Washington Post. Uh, So dozens of people on a terrorist watch list were in Washington, D.C. the day that the mob attacked the Capitol. And people were on the terrorist screening database, which is a massive list kept by the government of people um, who have been flagged as potential security threats. And um, Washington Post reported that a majority of those in D.C. are suspected white supremacists. And um, most of the people uh, flagged were in dc for these specific pro-trump events uh, that had been scheduled so some people were wondering like why if you have this fbi watch list you know like why aren't you ac- why, aren't you wh- why it? is it not an fbi <laughs> action list i don't know i don't know how the fbi works i have the utmost respect for uh our security agencies
1: but i just think that The FBI guy is looking at me from the camera, (laughs) and I just give him a little wink every once in a while. I
0: love my FBI guy. Um, So this is all very depressing news. This is a little bit longer uh, than I had really anticipated this episode being, but there's just so much that's really come out. I'm hoping that uh, really this weekend is quiet, and next Monday we can get back to a normal weird shit conversation that doesn't have anything to do with any of this (laughs) and we can um you know not move on with our lives but just i don't know have a little brain break
1: yeah i'm i'm down
0: uh one piece of news that i would find to be uplifting uh still kind of related to this topic but uplifting um if you remember our conversation from monday where we talked about the police officer uh inside the capitol who was like moving these, I don't know, uh, insurrectionists away from the uh, Senate doors until they were completely locked. Um, it's just like one police officer with a huge group of people. Um, so his name is Eugene Goodman. He's the, the man that's actually featured in the um, cover art for Monday's episode. Uh, lawmakers want to award him the Congressional Gold Medal. Um, because that man is really a fucking hero. So
1: I think if anyone deserves it, it's it's him.
0: Eugene. I'd like to I'd I'd buy Eugene a beer. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to have a beer with him, but I'd buy him a beer. I'd have a no duels or something. With that, I think that probably concludes our news update. Again, I'm hoping that Shit is just quiet this week and everybody can kinda take like the stress off of themselves for it but um we'll talk to you monday hopefully it's about something not related to this
1: mine um like i want to do one episode on like the smurfs (laughs) shut up this was our talk in the drive-thru at culver's
0: yeah where we have all of our episode planning discussions on thursdays uh
1: if memory serves smurfette uh the only girl smurf that i remember um was put there by the bad guy or something i don't i don't know We'll. i'm not gonna google we'll find out on monday yeah
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna google this but you are more than welcome to have your own bonus episode so all bingo that being said thanks so much for joining us on this bonus episode um i hope you guys are all taking care of yourselves and finding some ways to disconnect Uh, during the creepy shit scary shit days and uh hope you have a fantastic weekend
1: yeah enjoy bye
0: bye